Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. We have Tim Reagan, the founder and wealth partner at Prairie View Wealth Partners. Hey, Katie. And I'm Katie Umland. So this week we're talking about estate plans, um, the things to look for when you are planning your estate plan in your retirement yeah. with your retirement assets. So um, you can expect from this episode, um, diving into what is an estate plan and how do we go about <laughs> planning an estate plan. Um, maybe the key word of this episode is plan, I guess. Yeah. How many times can I say it? Um, <laughs> just rolls off the tongue, I guess, <laughs> just Katie. just rolls right off. <laughs> um, what you can expect and like what that process looks like um, and what to consider while you're making that plan with an advisor. Yeah. And uh, maybe some of that even is uh, how does it look different in retirement? Uh, versus when I'm leading up to retirement, right? So there's a couple different, um, it might look a little different depending on what age you are and where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's dive into it, I This guess. is such a fun topic. I love it every <laughs> time we talk about when I croak and what do I do with my stuff, right? Uh, which, which really though, I mean, sometimes that can be a nice topic because it starts to think about what is the punctuation mark on my life, right? And and how do I use my money to make that statement, I guess? Uh, and when I think about that, it's kind of like it goes back to our conversations in the past, kind of that whole two comma life where I have the ability to live in freedom. I have the ability to live in abundance. I have the ability to be content with, with what God has given me. And so now as I come to my estate plan, that's kind of like my opportunity to make an, an example or uh, to have that drafted in a way that it lives my values and it shows what I was, was important to me and, and all those kinds of things. And so I think sometimes it is a, a fun topic. It, it's not fun to think about when I'm not here, but, but it is fun to think about how can all of the things that I've uh, done in my life kind of be. Uh, I guess maybe it's fun if you have a robust estate plan that you feel confident about, mm -hmm. and maybe it's less fun if you feel like you're not in the place you want it to be, but regardless, still. Yeah, important no. to have done. <laughs> Absolutely, a thousand percent. And uh, and that's and that's really why we want to start focusing on how do I get to that place of living in abundance? How do I get to that place of having what I want and and doing the right things so that it it adds up to that? Uh, because it can absolutely be a blessing. Uh, but as we've all probably heard horror stories, if not done well, it can also be a curse and start splitting a family apart. And maybe have the opposite effect of what somebody's trying to do. So um, when we're talking about estate plans, that kind of covers the whole gamut of everything. It kind of takes a look at your total picture. Is that right? Of yeah, finances. No, absolutely. And child care. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know that firsthand, right? Uh, yeah. We, Alex and I just kind of sat down with you and put ours together. So. Yeah. And, and when you think about that, <laughs> it's, it's funny because a lot of times uh, we'll sit down and talk to people even as they enter retirement. And they're like, oh, no, I don't need to, to put that together because I already did that. I have a will already. And like, okay, well, when's your will from? And they're like, oh, you know, 1984. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't think that Jim wants to have to go live with his aunt anymore. So yeah. maybe we need to <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> maybe we need to modify that. Because uh, <laughs> to your point, yeah, it deals with your money, but it also deals with some of your personal stuff as well, mm -hmm. especially when you're younger and have, have minor kids. But when you think about it from the other end of life where you say, hey, I'm in retirement and uh, now it might not deal with where my kids go to live, but it might deal with what do I want my grandkids to get? 
And how do I want my grandkids to receive that money? Mm -hmm. And do I want my money to go directly to my children? Or would it be nice for me to have a a secondary plan where where maybe it goes right to the grandkids? I think it's kind of nice to um, a, a unexpected benefit, I guess, for Alex and I. Um, when we were putting the estate plan together, it really kind of forces you to think about what you want, not only your life, but to your point, like your kids and your grandkids' life to look like. Um, we, When we were putting it together, we thought we were kind of just safeguarding what we had, but it also made us think like, okay, do we want to pay for Dylan's college? Yeah. Do we want to pay for his whole college? Do we want to pay for part of it? Do we want to pay for our, chill, our grandkids' college potentially? Um, it like kind of made us think about long some long-term goals yeah absolutely and that's where that's where kind of becomes that punctuation mark right on your life where you get to say you know this is what's important to us and when you think about that you know it's easy sometimes for people to kind of almost flippantly say oh uh, yeah i want to pay for the grandkids college and for some that's a dream they're like man if i could ever do Mm -hmm. that uh but then when you start peeling back that onion it really goes to what are your family's values uh you know, for example, I'll use Sarah and I as the example. Uh, in our lives, we never had the intention to pay for all of our children's virtually anything. Uh, when they bought their cars, uh, they put in half the money, we put in half the money. When it came to their car insurance, they paid half, we paid half. Now, I, I kind of jokingly say we don't pay for fun. And yeah. so, like, I don't pay for you to go to the movies. I don't pay yeah. for gas in the car. That's all on you. But it, we, we kind of took the same approach even with their college where we said, we don't want this to be a mom and dad provided. Mm-hmm. We want this to ha- be a joint venture, have, uh, some, skin, have skin some skin in, in the game. game. Uh, our opinion was that that allows them to appreciate and have pride in what they do um, and doing it that way. But we have a bunch of clients that say, no way, I want to pay for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important then that that comes through in whatever your estate plan looks like. And so to your point, it absolutely causes you to ask some of those bigger questions. Um, And same thing would be true for your grandkids, Mm -hmm. right? So if you think about what's it mean if my grandchild knows their entire life that they've got enough money that's sitting there that they don't have to worry about paying for college, that could be good or bad. It depends on Mm -hmm. what you're trying to to accomplish. Yeah. And what you want it to look like for them. It's, it kind of, it just, I guess it kind of just surprised me how in depth that, that conversation was about estate planning and what Alex and I sat down together and where it led us. Yeah. I guess it kind of really just made us think about our lives long term and, and what we wanted that to look like. Um, and I think that goes back to the two comma lifestyle of, okay, do you want a two comma lifestyle or do you want a simple lifestyle? Like it, it could be so many different. So many things. Well, and, things. and really that's kind of the definition, right? Of the two comma where your definition of living in abundance and my definition of living in abundance right. could be different. two different things. Yeah. Uh, and there's an old Alanis Morissette song, uh, yeah, quote, <laughs> quoting Alanis, <laughs> where uh, it says something along the lines of uh, being happy isn't getting what you want. It's wanting what you got. Yeah. And uh, it's the same thing, like, as we look at life, it's really how do we structure things so that we can get to a place where you're you're wanting what you've got, right? You're uh, leaving for your family. If we're talking estate planning, we're leaving for your family what you want them to to have. And, um, and there's lots of, lots of creative things that you can do, whether it is, uh, leaving money to your children, grandchildren, or what if it looks like you're endowing a charity? Um, 
you know, when you start looking and saying, I'm living truly in abundance and I'm helping my children and my kids are in abundance, maybe they don't need the money. Maybe the grandkids don't need the money. Uh, Maybe it really looks like uh, I'm going to leave some money to my church or to my uh, college, university, whatever that might look like. Or I'm going to build a playground at the elementary school that all my grandkids went to because they need a new one. Yep, absolutely. Or whatever. No, absolutely. It's not just where do I, who do I give my money to and. And when? Yeah, yeah. It could be. Or like a couple episodes we had Casa on, right? Maybe it's yeah. helping kids that aren't my direct uh, mm-hmm. line Love or whatever line. that yeah. looks like. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that when you say estate planning, it gets really kind of confusing, stodgy. Like, I don't really know what that even entails. It seems overwhelming. But really, it's it can be an exciting time to say, how do I look at what is important in my life? Mm-hmm. And then how do I accentuate that uh, through my estate plan? It kind of almost felt like to me, like, so Tim, your kids are in college, graduating college, just out of college. Like they're in that really like figuring their life out stage. And I feel like. So is their dad, by the way. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's kind of what I was getting at is like, I feel like when I was in that stage of life, I wasn't having those important conversations with myself of what do I want my life to look like? Yep. Um, I was kind of like letting life happen to me. For sure. And going with what it was giving me, not directing my life. Yep. Um, and I feel like this is kind of my opportunity to have that real conversation with myself and Alex and say like, okay, what do we want our lives to look like and how do we make that happen? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think that some of that as you go through life and you're going to have that conversation several times. Right. It's life, going right? to look different every time. And <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but to your point, even when you're younger, uh, it's important to have that conversation because the decisions you make when you're in your twenties are going to have a profound effect on the rest of your financial life. Uh, and so when we talk to, to people, even whether they're the ones that are in their twenties or people that, uh, are helping those, those kids, uh, if I can call people in their twenties, kids, they are to me, uh, the is, you know, if you help them make good decisions in the beginning, they, you will set them up for success the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so really that that's part of what we mean when we talk about an estate plan that helps to accentuate your life. You know, you can, if you're putting in your estate plan uh, that you want to help the grandkids, that's an example to them of how you were able to save and how you lived Mm -hmm. in abundance and now what a blessing that can be. And not only does it teach them potentially, but it also then adds some value because they've got some money now that they can they can be financially secure with. So, well, or do you want to not just leave it to them? Do you want to say like, okay, I'm gonna set aside this amount of money because I want to take them on a vacation every year? Well, or I want to. Yeah, and so so maybe that's a great conversation uh, to have. Is you know, let's start talking about some of the fun, right. creative things that you can do. Uh, and then there's literally if you can think it, you can do it. And so don't, the biggest thing we have that we see with people is uh, they start to put their lives in boxes and they think like, well, this is how life has to be. Or my mom and dad did this. So I do this. And, and our encouragement is let's get rid of the box. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's really think about what you want to, to do. Now, if you want to go back into the box, Fine. That's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But but let's at least have the conversation and explore a little bit. And things that sometimes people don't think about. Uh, so I'll just give a couple of examples of things that we've helped people do that uh, I think are, are outside of most people's boxes. So one is we had a client once that created what they called the Big Idea Fund. Uh, 
And so what we did was we took a portion of their estate and just put it into a side trust that was invested. But the idea was that if anybody in the family had a big idea, they could come, they could put together a business plan, ask the big idea fund to fund it. Mm. Uh, the big idea fund would not as a gift, but as a low interest way for them to f- try to fund that. So the, the big idea funds idea was not to make money off of the the big idea, but it was to have the big idea fund it back enough so that it's perpetual. Moving so that on. the next yeah. person that wants to come and apply, uh, not many people think about that, right? Yeah. They think, Oh, let me give money to Tom and Sue because they're my kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and something like, like that creates just an, an entirely different way because this was, this was a business person. Uh, I was going to say, it probably depends on what, where your mind is at and what you, what likely then your kids are also going to be yep. interested in. Well, and, and what, again, that goes to values, right? This right. was a person that was, was in the business Valued world. Entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and wanted to promote that in their family. Um, and maybe didn't have those same opportunities. <clears throat> And maybe would have done things differently if they did have that opportunity Absolutely. as a 20 something. Absolutely. And so they want to like open more different doors. Absolutely. For their kids. Yeah. And, grandkids. And, and just saw that as a way of creating opportunity for their children, their grandchildren, but also, I mean, really in their heart felt like having that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit is what made America great. Mm-hmm. And so who knows what idea they're grandchild or great-grandchild could come up with uh, that could not only affect their lives, but potentially affect, uh, you know, the American a life greater, in, in general. Yeah. A greater cause. Yeah. And so that's an idea. Then we had another family uh, that had four kids in the family, and they also had some grandchildren. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to leave money directly to their kids, but they also wanted to leave some money to their grandkids. And so what we ultimately ended up doing in that case is we said, okay, well, instead of dividing your estate in fourths, we actually divided it in sixths. Uh, And what happened was we had one-sixth of their money go to church. We had one-sixth of their money go into a trust for their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And then their four children each got one-sixth of their money as well. And so ultimately what ended up happening was they were able to find a way to divide their estate that kind of hit on all of the things that were important in their lives. And that's, it kind of goes back. I know I've said a a number of times this episode, but that's kind of what we mean when it goes back to kind of uh, accentuating your life, right? Because through their estate plan, through their trust, you would know all the things that were important to them. Yeah. They called out their church, their grandkids and their children. It's kind of Um, their legacy. It is. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Which is how they live their life, right? When they were living, they helped their children, they helped their grandchildren, yeah. and they gave money to to their charities too. So, to to the grave and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe one of these we should like plan on doing like one of these estate planning episodes around Halloween, and we'll come in like yeah. dressed up as like the Grim Reaper or something, right? <laughs> so maybe in your speaking of the Grim Grim Reaper, maybe in your estate plan, it's like. We always joke with mom, like, if I get 95, just give me the pillow. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to live to be 120. Yep. Like- <laughs> no, it's so funny you say that. So now I'm going to go kind of a different direction because, uh, you know, as we always talk, you know, we're, uh, I love to read. And, you know, some of the things that I've been reading lately really talk to longevity and they talk to how much of that becomes a mindset in how you view your life. And 
Uh, and we've seen that play out with clients all the time. Like the client that's like, oh, my family never lived past 70. If I make it to 70, I'm going to be lucky. And then you see it like 67, the downhill. Yeah, because they're expecting. Yeah, like they, yeah. it's like you create it's like your they, own. Uh, yeah, manifested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so we, I'm seeing more and more research now around people that are, that the thought is the combination of lifestyle changes, uh, some of the things that we're seeing and like how they can work through genomics and that kind of work, uh, really thinking that people could healthily live to be into their 120s. Uh, and I'm like, man, that changes your whole, whole perspective, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, I fully expect that Sarah and I'll be married 80 years. We were married at 20, uh, 80 years, celebrate our 100th birthday. But then if I think, what if I had another 20 years? Yeah. Like that's like a whole different mind shift, uh, which by the way, I think my goal is to, uh, is to live a little bit past that. So I was, I was born in 77. Okay. Uh, and so I'd like to live to be 123 so that then I could get to see three centuries. You know, okay. I could see the 1900s, the, the first part of the 2000, then 2100. Uh, so it, uh, so that was way too much math for me. I was like 2077. <laughs> Is that what you want to live <laughs> nope. to? <laughs> nope. Live to be, live to be 123. And that way I could see all three of those generations. So it, yeah, I, which I should know you're similar to, uh, Lily and, and Maddie uh, and stuff. You hear numbers here. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> Yeah. And so when you think about the estate planning stuff, if we, I guess I should kind of land that plan a little bit. Uh, but when you start thinking about estate planning, it doesn't have to be premature life or life ending. It doesn't have to be, uh, I had this long extended illness. It can be, I was healthy mm-hmm. until I hit 123. And then I had a very short illness, passed away. And all of the things that I did in my 123 years I now get to put a bow on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's represented in it this is. estate plan. It is. Uh, one of the things we're actually toying around with, I don't know if it'll get legs or not, but it's something that I'd like to see is uh, as we go through the estate planning process, I would really like to see if we could have an easy way to write our clients' biographies uh, to where you know that estate plan maybe comes with a, I don't know, 80 page, 50 page biography that says, you know, when I was a kid, I really looked forward to this. My mom and dad came from here and then I got married to my wife and here's what we were excited about in our family. And when we had our first kids, here's what we were hoping for and, you know, whatever. And and we lived in that, remember we lived in that two bedroom apartment that, you know, the neighbors upstairs kept creaking on the floor, (laughs) you know, whatever those stories are. Um, Because I think about, you know, how cool it would be uh, for me, you know, if I sat down and think about what would, uh, what do, should that estate plan be? It should be a way that uh, sometime after my funeral, all that kind of stuff, my grandkids, if they could pick up that 50 or 80 page book and be able to say, oh, wow, grandpa, I never knew grandpa did this, mm-hmm. or this was his dream or what he was really hoping for. Um, and so I don't know if that, if that catches on and uh, you're interested, let us know, give us a thumbs up because I, I if we want to uh, put resources there, I'd love to see if we can put we that can together. Make one of those books that's like, ask your grandma, you know, like it's like, it prompts you a question <laughs> yeah. and then you, ha- it's like, grandma, what cookie's your favorite? Yeah, and then yeah, you, yeah. you write the answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can make an estate planning with your grandma. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, well, and the fun part to that, I think is uh, there's a lot of those family stories and things that 
like I think about our grandma, right? Grandma Becker made the best coffee cake. Uh, I don't know if anybody's got it figured out yet no. or how she did it. No. Uh, well, we know that we don't know how she did it because I don't. I think Mom was the one who was making it, and she broke the spoon because <laughs> yeah. the dough was so hard to <laughs> to stir. Yeah. And Grandma weighed like all of ninety five pounds. Yeah. Like, how did she stir this? Yeah. Oh no, no, it wasn't even the spoon. It was the KitchenAid mixer. Yeah. It broke the paddle on the KitchenAid <laughs> Kitchen mixer. mixer. Yeah. And we're like, Grandma, how, how did, did you? Stir yeah. This? Yeah. That that strong German <laughs> stock, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and so you look at those things and. And I remember grandma's coffee cake. You remember grandma's coffee yep. cake. My kids don't. Yeah. You know, but but that was such an, a, a thing with who we were and where we came from. You know, so it, it's kind of having the ability to blend. My estate plan should really help to say, okay, I've got all of my money stuff taken care of. But really, how do I blend that with our life story and, you know, the thread that runs through our entire life story? Your legacy. Absolutely. Like it is like your life with a bow on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that yeah. would be really cool. And so it's funny. We uh, When you start thinking about those things, it's easy then to start tying back to uh, why do I have the feelings or the the opinions that I do um, and the outlook that I do. And, and you start seeing what some of those I don't know, mile markers were in your life and some of those things. And it just helps to, to say, oh, yeah, so that's where that came from. Uh, so it's more than just just money. And I think it's kind of nice to, to if you were to go down that path of, like, writing some kind of biography, it, it's nice to look back on your own life also. And absolutely, there's makes a, you think of things a different way. Absolutely. There's a, uh, a organization now called The Strategic Coach. It's run by a, a gentleman named Dan Sullivan. Uh, and it's all around coaching for entrepreneurs. And he has a concept that he calls the gap in the gain. And the gap is when you think about the future and you think about the horizon, there is always something you're not delivering on. And and you're like, that feels terrible. We Look what I could be. Why didn't I do this? Mm-hmm. I should have done that. I should, And that's living in the gap. When you live in the gain, it's when you stand where you're at and you look backwards and you think about your life in reverse mm-hmm. and you think, holy cow, I can't believe like when I was 20, I thought that if I could make $50,000 mm-hmm. that I wouldn't know what to do with all the money, yeah. you know, and, and it's just like, oh, and now look at what we did or look how our family has grown. And, and so when you live in the gain, that's looking backwards uh, and really saying all of the things you have gained, it really can sometimes help to lead to some of that contentment, the abundance, the, you know, those senses. Cause if I'm living in the gap where I'm looking forward at all mm-hmm. the things I haven't accomplished, uh, that can really put me in a place of not feeling like I'm living that too common life. Um, so I think that it's, it's kind of interesting just how all of those things can come together. We're talking estate planning, but if I start thinking about what have I accomplished over my lifetime, that can give picture. me that abundance. Uh, and then when I think about what do I want that to do for my family going forward, it can really be a way to accentuate all of my values and all of the things that are important to me. Cool. So it wasn't depressing, but that was a lot. Kind of heavy, a little bit. Yeah, it's like a lot to think about when you're thinking about estate planning is like kind of total life picture. Yeah. It can feel like exciting and daunting and kind of all the things. Well, and it doesn't have to be daunting. It can't feel daunting, but it doesn't have to be because we can help walk through that process, right? The, the, The whole purpose of a financial advisor has really zero to do with the numbers. I mean, it, it does, but but really that's maybe like 
5% or 10% of the job, the 90% of what we do is helping to methodically walk people through some of those conversations to help their their thought process, process uh, kind of engage so that it's their plan. It's not, you know, put this much money into this stock or, you know, yeah, that's important. But really the bigger thing is let us help you. Let's walk through it. Let's help you tell your story uh, and really put together the the story that is your life. Um, and so it doesn't have to be daunting. It can be fun and exciting and uplifting. And so if you're interested, this is, we're floating the idea. If you're interested, if you think it'd be really cool, if there was a place that could help you write your biography, uh, you know, like this, put it in our comments, let us know that you'd like that. That's um, really what Tim wants to do with his life is write some books. It is. That is part of it. I like that, to, I want to read some books and write some books. Read and write, and, uh, reading and writing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that I'm a very good writer, but yes, we'll, yes. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. And, uh, and what I really think is that it, it's a fun way for us to really start thinking about how could this look and what does the future hold? Um, because I think that there's so many ways that we can improve upon the financial planning experience and what people, what people experience. And what that so, means. What it means. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Do we have a mailbag this week or are we skipping and plugging to write us questions? I think we're going to plug and say, write us some questions, uh, send us the mailbag, the and for those if you're not familiar what the mailbag is is it's your opportunity to send us a question and we will answer or at least try to uh any question that you that you send in so i was thinking of um incorporating stump the chump with the mailbag and not telling you what the question is ahead of time that would be fun and i'll just throw yeah. a, a question at you for mail All mailbag right. question that'll work so maybe next yeah, time. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so uh katie we're uh as we wrap up here we're kind of close to christmas time uh, you've got one that it's their first Christmas, one yep. that it's their second Christmas. What's life like it in the Emlyn house? Very exciting. It is. It is fun to be on this side of Christmas as parents. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's very exciting. Um, and is Dylan leaving ornaments on the tree? Is he not? He is trying really hard to leave them on the tree. <laughs> when I can tell when I'm not giving him enough attention, in his opinion because he'll start bringing me Christmas decorations yep. that he knows he's not supposed, <laughs> supposed to be, to be getting into. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so he'll bring me a reindeer and he does this. He'll, he'll just come up to me and say, hi. <laughs> and he's holding a reindeer. So yeah. he's sometimes he tries. Yep. Yeah, but what is uh Christmas like has changed for you so much lately? Way different. Uh, just because, I mean, for us, all the kids being the ages that they are, um, I, th I would have thought, that it would have alleviated some of the pressure, the stress, yeah. uh, but for some reason it has not. Like I'm like, wait a minute. So, so bigger kids, bigger presents. Yeah. Well, well, and, and it's like, okay. So when they were little, the surprise and the mystery or the magic of it all was important, right? So, right. so it was like all top secret stuff where you know some of that stuff is gone now. But it's like I don't know. Somehow it is like, and that. So in our house, it, it's fun, but it's not gotten easier necessarily well uh, they're also starting to enter the age of if they want it they'll buy it yeah and so that's i mean they're still they are college kids so they not entirely there but i feel like that's also well in the world of amazon like that's also kind of yeah a, a thousand percent and like i don't know i think too it's kind of a commentary on our life uh as americans too like i remember when i was a kid you, we looked forward to christmas because we got new socks, new underwear, yes. new, like, yes. and I remember we would get, when we got dressed after Christmas, we were like excited on the way to grandma's because yeah. we were wearing 
everything Every, new. Yes. Right. <laughs> what did I say? New all under. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like now the thought of like holding out to get my new underwear till yeah. Christmas doesn't seem like <laughs> maybe quite the same. I know. Uh, Alex and I just had that conversation. We were like, do we feel like it's cheating him if we buy things that he needs? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't we just be buying him this anyway? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And you kind of think that, but then it's like, think about if that all went away, right? right. Like I remember looking forward to before you went to school, cause you got your new school He's shoes right. and your new school outfits yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, now I feel like we almost, uh, jip our kids when I can get shoes anytime all the time yeah. like it, it kind of takes away from that or we're even talking in our house uh we when we used to go on vacation as kids remember mom we'd go on a road trip and mom would be accumulating uh vacation snacks and yes. vacation pop yes. like and as we let up to it don't even don't even look at it don't even touch it that's <laughs> that vacation. vacation yeah <laughs> it's something you look forward to and then you get in the car as you're getting ready to go and you're all excited about yeah. you get to now tap in and i feel like some of that anticipation some of the mm-hmm. looking forward to by us not doing that and it, it kind of takes away some of that experience. Um, and it's, so it, it's everything with that, um, with all of us, not just the next generation. We're all used to instant lifestyle. Yeah. Now. You want it on, get it on Amazon, get it tonight, possibly. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Instant gratification that we're, yeah. we're so used to. Yeah. yeah. Different. So, yeah. So Christmas for us has been a little bit different than I expected, but it's good. All good things. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. We hope you found some of it valuable. Um, Please like and subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Uh, Write in with any questions you have for the mailbag or if you are interested in kind of that biography um, essay book um, for your estate plan. Um, we will talk to you soon. Have a Merry Christmas. You'll probably see this after Christmas. Yeah, probably. Um, but we hope you have well, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And that you're New All Under. New All Under. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Preview Wealth Partners is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of Preview Wealth Partners by the SEC, nor does it indicate that Preview Wealth Partners has attained a particular level of skill or ability. This material prepared by Prairie View Wealth Partners is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to serve as a substitute for personalized investment advice or as a recommendation or solicitation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Opinions expressed by Prairie View Wealth Partners are based on economic or market conditions at the time of this material was written. Facts presented have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. Prairie View Wealth Partners, however, cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of such information, and certain information presented here may have been condensed or summarized from its original source. Prairie View Wealth Partners does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing contained in these materials should be taken as tax or legal advice. Please consult with your tax professional regarding your particular situation before implementing any strategies discussed, economies, and markets fluctuate. Actual economic or market events may turn out differently than anticipated. No investor should assume that a future performance will be profitable or equal either the previous reflected performance or that of reference benchmarks. The historical performance results of the comparative benchmarks do not reflect the deduction of transaction and custodial charges or the deduction of an investment management fee, the occurrence of which would decrease indicated historical performance. The S&P 500 index includes 500 leading companies in the U.S. and is widely regarded as the best single gauge of large U.S. equities. The holdings and performance of Prairie Wealth Partners' clients' accounts may vary widely from those of the presented indices. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Prairie View Wealth Partners and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. 
No advice may be rendered by Prairie View Wealth Partners unless a client service agreement is in place.